Welcome to another episode of the Off Balance 3, the podcast from CrookedScoreboard.com. I'm Aaron Hodges, as always, joined by Jeff Young and Brian Miller. I have to explain to people sometimes how we do this show. A lot of people still don't know that we are in three different time zones. I am in the Eastern time zone, Brian, you're Central time, and Jeff, you are West Coast. So sometimes it's a little weird for me because like my day is way closer to wrapping up by the time we record this and i feel like jeff you got a whole life to live after we're done with this <laughs> oh yeah i'm just getting started <laughs> <laughs> what do you do typically after we're done recording on a tuesday or a wednesday night uh i uh it, it's uh, boy this is a, good, be a huge letdown but uh, basically i just have dinner and have a beer and then uh and then usually watch some tv yeah, man. That's something better than that. <laughs> just jamming, just jamming, man. Isn't that that's so San Diego? It's huge. That's so San Diego. Yeah. yeah, man. I just you know have a brewski, unwind. <laughs> it's like it's like one fifteen in the mor- in the afternoon where Jeff is, and it's like yeah, you know, my fourth year of the day, you know. I, I like it, man. I'm, I'm moving out with you, Ari. We're going to hang out. That's right. <laughs> right, right on. Idea. I, aren't you jealous, yeah. Brian? Because I was just talking about this with my wife the other day, how great it would be to live on the West Coast as a sports fan, especially as an NFL fan. You roll out of bed, 10 in the morning, your team is on, and then you got the whole rest of the day after that's over. It's incredible. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although, I, I'll tell you what, though. I, I do kind of love the Sunday night game when it goes on real late, I kind of like watching football literally right up until the second I go to bed. That's pretty great. I like that. And then I do a football segment on the radio show here at like 7 a.m. on Monday morning. So it's like I just watch football until the second I go to sleep, and then I just wake up and start talking about football. That's kind of (laughs) fun. That is pretty cool. (laughs) It keeps it going. You know, you wake up and you're like, ah, whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like it never, ever stops. The NFL controls our brains. No doubt about it. It does a little bit, yeah. But they don't care about our brains. They just control it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They care more about ours than the players, I think. I think that's true. (laughs) We have some notes from the network that we got to get to. (laughs) Always good. Nice. This one is surprisingly positive here. Usually they're coming down with a strong hammer, but uh, today, not so much. They say, you guys are humming. Loved last week's episode with Madison. Enjoy your long weekend. Throw a little Kobe Bean Pod burgers on the grill and pour one out for your crooked scoreboard homies. I, I, I can do all of those things. <laughs> that works. One more piece of housekeeping here. Another review coming in on the iTunes. <laughs> oh, boy. This one's from Wayne Dwayne. <laughs> okay. He says, excellent. <laughs> I... Basketball superstar Dwayne Wade have never laughed as hard as I did at this podcast. Five out of five stars. So we got uh, Kobe Beanpot style. <laughs> it is right. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get anything past Brian as far as fake reviews here. <laughs> we appreciate the support, whoever you are out there. Just they're positively fake. Yeah, I like that. That's true. Could be worse. Eventually, we'll get the negative. That will happen oh, eventually. That'd be, a, that'd be a fun review if you wanted to sabotage somebody's podcast. Like, uh, you know, I used to really enjoy this podcast, and when he admitted the way his attitudes what toward what minors should and should not be allowed to do in this society, I was just very uncomfortable with it, and I'm not going to listen anymore. 
<laughs> somebody reads that review, they don't have to listen. They don't listen to the podcast. They go, ooh, yeah, this guy should be arrested. I don't want him in my earbuds. <laughs> not to give Kobe Bean Pod or anybody any ideas. No, of course not, Kobe. They're Keep it friends. classy They're out supportive. there, Kobe. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Brian, you're moving. You're in the midst of it. You're painting. What's going on in your life right now? Ah, uh, yeah, we, we just bought a house, and uh, I'm moving into the new house tomorrow. I just finished painting it today, um, or painting some of it with wife. And uh, yeah, so you know, the podcast I could sound completely different next week. You never know. I could be a completely different person. Well, do you think I'll be in a new setup? Oh yeah, you know? yeah. You know, the whole feng shui could change. The acoustics will be different. Oh, I could be. I could be centered. I could be calm. You'll sound maybe, more maybe, responsible. Maybe I'll be angrier. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe home ownership. I'll be shouting at people on my lawn, and and, and worried about water getting into my basement. Oh. I'm already worried all the time. All I think about now is water in my basement. That's the worst. I think constantly about water and how to keep it out of my basement. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to drink water anymore for fear that I might. <laughs> <go in> my, <laughs> my my whole life is dominated by water in the basement at this point, and I never go in the basement, but I, I want to make sure it's dry down there. Well, home, everybody. <laughs> yeah, are you ready to go back to renting already? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, that's a whole other separate set of problems, you know. <laughs> what about moving in with your parents again? Is that an, ever an option? No, I moved out right away and never came back. So, like at eighteen? Yeah, I went away to college right away, and then I would get an apartment in the summers. Gotcha. Some dark stuff yeah. there. Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. Uh, I like my very space, independent. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 it's a lot easier to hang out with your parents when you don't live with them. That's true. We get along much better now. Yeah, Plus, I, ne- I don't think my wife would like living with my parents. <laughs> Probably not. I was reading a study about millennials, which it says here that's defined by Americans aged 18 to 34. And I'm currently 34, so I guess technically I am a millennial, uh, although barely. Uh, they say that 32% of millennials are living with their parents compared to 31.6% of young adults who are living with their partners. So it's the first time that's ever been the case where more young people are living with their parents as opposed to yeah, living on their own or with a partner. That's not how, what was the what percentage live with their parents? What was it? 30 something? Uh 31%. 31% but Oh no, I'm 18? sorry, 32, 32. Not that it matters. 30, but 18 to 20, 34, right? So you figure it's pretty reasonable to live with your parents until you're 22. So four of – so my math works out. that that's, that's most of the people who are under 22 and a few of the people who are over 22. I think that math checks out. Yeah, probably. That seems kind of reasonable. I think people I, – you know what's weird? I think people are uh, really, really, for whatever reason, we went. it was Generation X, and everybody was really hung up on the idea of well, you were in Generation X, and it was a big thing, and then that kind of petered out in, like, the early 90s, mid-90s, and then we didn't really have the concern about, like, demographying a generation until about a year or two ago, and then it became, like, this stark line in the sand for these millennials. I can't tell if it's a chicken or egg thing. You know, is it a perception that we've convinced ourselves ex- or exists or a delineation we've convinced ourselves exists? Or is it really this divide that's caused us to start talking about it again? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, obviously, technology is a big divider from one generation to the next. It's huge. Yeah. So I think that's why millennials get so much attention as far as them being different from the rest of us. But I think basically, like, 
the bloggers and focus groups and the people that do these think pieces on generations, they just moved mm. on from hipsters to millennials. They're now their target instead of hipsters. Yeah, it became cliche to say hipster, but you wanted to keep writing the same think pieces, so you just sort of changed the wording a little bit. Yeah, that's my like, take. I, I simultaneously like feel like I get it, and I also think it's it's BS. I, I you know I kind of go back and forth. I do think there's something to be said about the difference for people who've always had the internet in their house. True. You know, whereas I was in high school and it was still kind of a luxury. You had to pay for every minute of it on dial-up. Do you remember your first screen name? Yeah, I do. Uh, and the reason I remember it was it was just my name and then I think 77 or something after it because it was um, Ray Bork's number and nice. another hockey player. It was Ray Bork's number and another guy's number, 277s that I really liked, um, defenseman. Dare and I? Then, oh. I was gonna guess. Oh, both hockey players. I was yeah, gonna guess an defense. Islander, but you, I can't remember who? his Paul name. Pierre, Paul, Paul Coffey. Paul yes. Coffey. Paul Coffey. Absolutely. What number um, was Pierre Turgeon? I wasn't a Turgeon fan, so I don't know. I'm gonna look it I up. Mean, real he's quick. all right. I, I was a Chelios guy too, who was seven, so oh, I figured I like this kind of took care of it all. You know, Chelios is my guy, and uh, but I spelled the Y. I would always for a long time in high school. I would always write my name the Y in my name lowercase to call attention to it. You know, such, such a cool dude. <laughs> that was my uh, digital eyeliner that I wore in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was what was your screen name, Jeff? Um, man, I you know what? I can't even tell you. That was so I'm I'm so old. That was so long ago. I can't even remember. That sounds like plus a cop out. other factors. <laughs> uh, no, I seriously, I have, I have, honestly I have no idea. That was like um, that was like in the '80s. <laughs> it's all a big blur. <laughs> you and Al Gore were the first people on there. Yeah, him and Jeff invented it well, together. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, we used to. I I actually hung out on like like old what they called bulletin boards, you know. And so I had yeah. I, I actually the way we used to do it was you would take the phone off the hook, and you'd put it into this actual like cradle type thing, and it would dial up some place, and and it would the like the rate was something like two hundred fifty six baud or something. I mean, it was like painfully slow you know just just text loading in it would take maybe i don't know several minutes to even get to see a whole paragraph let alone i mean things like graphics forget it um so yeah you know um yeah you were kind of better off with stone tablets and that sort of thing <laughs> there's the famous lawrence of arabia shot of the train that starts off really far away and then eventually it fills up the frame the the 1991 version of that was the picture of pamela anderson that slowly loaded from the top down <laughs> yeah exactly incredible suspense as you waited for it to get to the good parts exactly <laughs> I can tell you a quick story just like that. I wasn't allowed. My mom and dad didn't allow me to sign on to AOL when it first came out. And I had to sign on. Smart, probably. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess I turned out all right. Uh, so I had to use friends' screen names to sign in. And one time, my mom catfished my friend before catfishing was even a thing. She pretended oh. to be me. And my friend obviously sent over a naked picture of ginger spice from the spice girls <laughs> ah <laughs> and now we know your spice of choice uh, uh, always been a sucker for the redheads and that solidified <laughs> it but uh yeah that's no I, 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 <laughs> I got in uh, a little bit of trouble for that one but i didn't even do anything 
my next door neighbor, who is my brother's best friend, would come over to our house and then we would be eating dinner and he would just walk in the house like some sitcom neighbor. And then he would just hang out and he would go in our computer room and goof around on the computer. And we found out the whole time he was there, he was looking at porn. And then I got busted for it. Mm. I'm still mad about that one. Brian Daly, who lives in Marion, Illinois, and is married and has three children. (laughs) 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 Oh, my my, my buddy, uh, John Travelstead, uh, is a very acclaimed poet now. I mean, he's the dumbest person I know, but he's, um, you know, he's my best friend. I've known him since junior high. And he's a fireman poet. Who's been nominated for like the Pushcart Prize and has a book out? He's he's a real jackass, but uh, he's really really successful now, and he writes great poetry. And he's had the same email address for a really long time. It was the email address he got when we were fifteen, which was Cyber Alien sixty nine. Yikes! Uh, and at one point, I had to tell him like two or three years ago, "Hey, buddy, you gotta change your email address because when you're sending this stuff to literary magazines, it's Cyber Alien sixty nine." <laughs> Might be hindering your progress. <laughs> He's like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I, I just want to point out that I did Google Pierre Turgeon. Indeed, he was 77 as well. There you go. And I probably only know that because of NHL 94 on Sega Genesis. Oh, the only game that might be better than oh. NHL 93. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that was the definitive NHL game for, for Sega. And I challenge... Oh, yeah. 93 was great, and 94 got better, and then it never got better after. No, that was pretty much the peak of it. Um, so, RIP to that great sports franchise. Unless it's still going, I don't know. Love that game so much. So let's jump into a little all ball or flagrant foul, shall we? Let's do it. All right, Jeff, kick it off. Yeah, so uh, we first up, we got uh, the uh, Florida Marlins. I'm sorry, the now the Miami Marlins. Yeah, when did that uh, happen, are, by the uh, way? God, it was like, I don't know, it was like two or three years ago. Um, I think it was part of their rebranding when they got into this into their new ballpark with that hideous statue out there behind center field. Is there or, another uh, Florida team, right? The Delray? Well, the Rays, yeah. Um, yeah, well, although they changed their name to the Rays, like, right a few years before that, but yeah, yeah. So there is another Florida. I don't know. I think it was just a, I, who knows what goes on in the minds of these people, but yeah, so they changed it. And the thing is like, um, you know, Jeffrey Loria has owned the team since I think 2002. He used to, he, before that he was the owner of the Montreal Expos and basically uh, helped get the Expos out of Montreal. Uh, he kind of, he kind of sort of killed what, yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of killed, he helped kill whatever remaining interest there was in that franchise. And then his reward for doing that was being awarded another franchise, which he's kind of getting the same treatment. Um, I mean, he's great for the bottom line because he spends nothing, but it kind of sucks if you're a fan and it sucks even more now because he's suing not he himself, but the Marlins are actually suing some of their uh, season ticket holders for breach of contract <laughs> because basically, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll share a little bit of what one of the guys uh, had to say about it. He says the experience was much less fan friendly. So at some point, the, the, I guess the Marlins had promised like first floor, floor parking in a stadium garage and a private entrance and a lounge with pre and post game buffets for the season ticket holders. So they could er- um, get there early and hang out after the game. And he ended up paying like uh, this, this ticket holder ended up paying like twice as much for all of this exciting stuff that they sold him on at the new ballpark as he had at the old ballpark. 
And then at some point, they kind of stopped offering all those things they promised. Now, unfortunately, they didn't have most of that in writing. Those were just things that the salespeople were telling them. So anyway, long story somewhat shorter, this particular season ticket holder and others of his ilk said, screw it. You know, we committed the two years, but we're not paying that second year because you guys didn't deliver on your promises. Marlins turn around and are saying, well, you're not honoring your contract and we're suing you. So question is, <laughs> I have a feeling I know the answer, but the question is, are the Marlins, is it right for them to sue their season ticket holders for breach of contract when in fact the contract may have already been breached by the team? Is that all ball or flagrant foul? Brian, let's hear it. Well, I think you know the answer to this one that is a definitely a flavor foul. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, think about it from what a what a dire pronouncement it is on your franchise that you're also admitting that, hey, if you guys don't want these tickets, like we're not going to be able to unload them anyway. You know, you think if that was a – those were Vikings tickets, you would sell those Vikings tickets. If somebody said, I don't want my season tickets anymore, fine. Someone will take them. That stadium is going to be full come Sunday. You know, or, uh, you know, not the Twins, obviously, because they're the worst, but any good baseball team would probably be all right with that. So in addition to being super jerky, it's also uh, very uh, – it's very telling, very desperate. Like, the, you know what is? That's like the boyfriend that won't let the girl hang out with any friends, even other girls, because they're afraid if they go away for a little while, they'll never come back. <laughs> That's a nice analogy. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? What are you going with here? Well, I'm going to go with another analogy, too. It's sort of like the guy who will sue his ex fiance for the engagement ring after they break up. Oh, I'm going to do that. I guess. I, th I think What's the statute of limitations on that. Can I still get a, get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go paint something? All right. You're stuck, pal. You're stuck. Nine years later, yeah. I decided to do I'm going to go flag or foul as well. I, I am a bit conflicted. Because, oh, really? yeah, because part of me says, well, I'm sorry that uh, you fell for the sales pitch and didn't. <laughs> Read the contract. You have to read the contract. I mean, salespeople will tell you anything to make a sale. If it's not in writing, you're not promised it. So part of me is the shrewd businessman that says, sorry, that a deal is a deal. It's in writing. You agreed to it. <clears throat> but that being said, who reads an iTunes agreement, right? You're Who knows right. what's in there? Mm -hmm. You got to yeah. go. It's like a handshake deal. You got to just assume that these people are going to take care of you. You're spending a tremendous amount of money for these season tickets and the, the luxury suite and all that stuff. I mean, I read the article that you sent, Jeff, and it focused on the one guy for the most part, uh, in addition right. to some businesses that also lost money because the attendance is so low. So, yeah, it just reeks of desperation that they're suing their fans for not renewing or, or breaching on the contract, whatever, however you want to say it. It's just terrible. You have to think about it and say, what are the optics here? How does this look to the fans that we're yes. not suing, right? And the, the PR and, is yeah. atrocious. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when you decide that it's just not worth it. It's a no-win, so even if they do feel like they got the bad end of this deal, you still don't do it. That's a flagrant foul. The flagrantest of fouls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going flagrant on this as well. I mean, I, I think I kind of made that pretty clear in the setup. But I mean, I just I, to, to add on to the points you guys have already made, I think how 
a how do you uh, how do you even go about attracting new fans when this when this sort of thing is going on? I mean, if if word obviously word is getting out that hey, this is how they treat their what should be their best customers. What's the incentive to then go and support that team? Um, you know, that's and for a team that desperately needs the support. I mean, they had a few years ago. I think it was linked in that article. There was a game where like 600 people showed up hey. to a major league baseball game. <laughs> that's incredibly it, it's embarrassing. Incredible. There's a, you can find. It's amazing. You can actually go online and you can find photos of that. And it's it's like it's it's surreal. It's like Mars or something. It's just the weirdest thing. Like there's just you know you, you keep expecting to see tumbleweeds pass by and whatnot. But um, yeah. I, and the other thing, I I mean, again, to get to the um, Aaron's point about uh, about you know honoring a contract and reading the fine print and all that stuff. And who said what to whom? I mean, I, I, I think really the take home here is for anybody who wasn't already aware, anything that Jeffrey Loria or any of his representatives ever say to you should be taken with massive grains of salt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything those guys are trying to pitch you, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist, which is, a, again, a terrible thing to do if you're trying to create an item of interest in your community. I mean, yeah, it's a business, but it would be helpful if there was like a tiny shred of trust on either side. And uh, this sort of thing doesn't engender that at all. It's the first time the Marlins have successfully done any pitching. <laughs> Boom. But it ends up that they're striking out. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, man. I Some think people should go back to the Some Pearl Jam references. Some people gild the lily. Aaron gild, gelds the lily. <laughs> well, the season ticket holders are intentionally walking. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this is... So, uh, yeah, I think I, we're done. I walk at your reference. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> can we go flagrant foul on ourselves? Is that yeah, a thing we can yeah. do? <laughs> I'll take the heat for that one. I think we're compelled to. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got, Jeff? All right. So uh, the other thing I got this week is um, this was something uh, that uh, came to my attention. Dustin actually wrote this up on uh, Crooked Scoreboard about his hometown Binghamton Mets uh, planning to change the name of their team. They've been called the Mets for 20 some odd years and uh, they're they're going to rename it and they're they're putting it to a vote uh, to get, get new names for their team and they came up with six names that people can vote on they range for, from well i'll just tell you the six names the six names are bullheads rocking horses rumble ponies stud muffins timber jockeys and gobblers <laughs> that all sounds like gay code to me every single one <laughs> every <of the> single <laughs> one <laughs> so <It's> fine <laughs> so with that being said is Binghamton's franchise? This is their their double uh, A affiliate of the New York Mets. Currently, is the their decision to change their name and uh, not only to change their name, but to put it to a vote with these uh, six particular offerings? Is that all ball or flagrant foul? We'll go with Aaron first this time. So you're asking about the quality of choices that people have? Uh, yeah, because I think I think changing a name is fine, but yeah, let's go with these particular choices. Well. It's a flagrant foul, uh, definitely. No doubt about it. They should have come up with some better names. So I'm a big fan of alliteration when it comes to names. So uh, I like Binghamton Bullheads. They're all really bad. Uh, Binghamton Gobblers 
that's really <laughs> close to. Uh, it just makes me think of uh, gargle, gargling. So that's uh, right away. I go to either mouthwash or something way more nefarious. So <laughs> that one's out. Binghamton rocking horses. Are you kidding me? That's a joke. That, that's not real. No one's offering that up as a team name. That's not real. Rumble ponies, even worse. Binghamton stud muffins. All right. That one made me chuckle a little bit. It did. But I think they can just kind of change that one a little bit. Bring in the alliteration here. Let's call it the Binghamton Beefcakes. <laughs> That should have been an option. Leaving that off the list, I won't even acknowledge Timber Jockeys. It's a flagrant foul all the way. Terrible. And you, Brian? Uh, I'm going to go all ball on this because I think when it all is said and done, the choices that those voters have will be better than the choices that the voters in the national election are going to wind up with. (laughs) (laughs) They're just giving us a sneak preview of what we're all going to have to do in November. So it hurts, but it's just it's just easing us. It's just not to stick with the code, but it's just it's just warming us up. It's just getting us loosed up, loosened up for what's going to happen. So well, good for Binghamton. All right, all right. Well, for it's a bit of a counterintuitive take. I wonder what no, a that's... rumble pony is. Is that a is that a pony I... that is here to to like get in a switchblade fight? <laughs> no, no, I actually I, I actually looked it up. Rumble is the name of one of the ponies in My Little Pony. You're oh. kidding. Yeah, no, I'm I'm serious. The new wow. My Little Pony or the old My Little Pony? I couldn't. I that's like the extent of my My Little Pony knowledge. Because so you I know the new My Little Pony, pony has the bronies that are uh, all dudes who are obsessed uh, with My Little Pony. Do you think they're trying to appeal to those dudes? That is a limited yeah. fan base, I would think. The brony and minor league <laughs> baseball crossover. Maybe that's where the brony version of Comic Con takes place. Its uh, capital is Binghamton. I don't know. Talk about 600 people in a stadium. But. <laughs> the whole furry subculture, it's actually its really disturbing to me, but I am fascinated by it. I did a bit about it for a while that never quite worked out. But uh, my, the just the bit was, uh, dude, we don't mind if you do it, but just admit it's weird. That's all. Yeah. Just don't pretend it's not weird. Yeah. Because one guy, I read an article where a guy said, you know, people who talk about furries really focus mostly on the sex. And that's wrong. Right. And I'm like, well, what else is we're, cool you, we're cool you're doing it, but don't think you can have sex and stuff animal outfits and us not notice it a little bit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Not just not, not that you do it, but that you tell us about it. And then you expect us to have no reaction. That's a little bit unfair to me. You could just not tell me. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> or tell me and I'll be like, oh, that's weird. Keep on keeping on, bro. Yeah. I'm fine with it. But don't, don't expect me to not to be like, blah, 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 blah. It's a little strange. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Though. You, you, there's, there's also plushies, which are people who like to fool around sexually, but like they like to have uh, small stuffed animals all around them. Um, and it would seem like a minor distinction, perhaps, but only if you've ever walked into what looks like a high school mascot orgy wearing a Hawaiian shirt and carrying a teddy bear with a hole cut out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you painted quite a picture. The difference. <laughs> do you want to uh, move well, on to your NHL topic? <laughs> yeah, why not? Perfect... I don't know where to go with this. We could spend the whole time talking about furries, but uh, I think that's a little bit off-brand. Hey, I think furries would be a better name for the team. Probably the big furries. That's yeah. not so. Bad. Yeah, it sounds pleasant. Yeah, 
think how popular their mascot would be. Oh God. <laughs> their mascot would be a guy in a mascot outfit. It would be really meta. Get it, nerds? <laughs> Postmodern baseball team. Uh, so so mine is a little more mine is a little broader. It's not a specific story, but uh we are uh we are uh hip deep in the NHL playoffs. We are very close to the finals. And uh, right now, well, the game has a start. Just now started, so I don't know who, who's going to win tonight versus the Blues versus the Sharks. But right now, we are nearing the distinct possibility, the very distinct possibility, that the Stanley Cup Finals could be between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the San Jose Sharks. The NHL Finals played out in San Jose and Tampa Bay. Aaron, is that a flagrant foul or is that all puck? It sounds so sexy to me. That's all puck. Yeah, San Jose Sharks. I mean, I remember rooting for them when I was a kid. They were the cool new franchise. Them and the one of my favorite moments of all time because I more than I love any team. I hate the Detroit Red Wings and I root for bad things to happen to them. And um, the Red Wings were number one and and were expected to to go on to the Cup Finals one year. And the Sharks were the sixth seed. And the Sharks beat them. In game in a game seven on a last minute goal by Jeff Young Jeff Friesen, who I think was a rookie or a second year. This was back in like ninety three or ninety four, and that was one of the great uh, hockey moments of my life. Was just watching those uh, young little upstarts beat what was essentially the Russian national team. Yeah, uh, yeah, imported yeah. Imported to Detroit, and uh, so I do have some fondness for the Sharks. But come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care. I care so little about. Uh, hockey right now so it's like yeah whatever anything goes all puck yeah i don't i don't give a shit it's like uh you know i i'm a bandwagon rangers fan i couldn't even watch one playoff game while they were still in so i I haven't watched a second of the hockey playoffs uh and and it's not intentional i just don't choose to watch it maybe one day I, i do think i will come back one day and become a hockey fan Whereas I'm still trying with baseball, but I think it's less likely that I'll ever be a hardcore fan of baseball. I think I could come back to hockey at some point. So just in general, I don't care. If it's different teams, shake it up. Let's go. We don't need the same teams in there. All puck. All right. right, Fair enough. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm going all puck as well. Um, I, I actually like the city of San Jose had some good times up there. They have a great minor league baseball stadium. By the way, none of my reasons have anything to do with hockey. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a great minor league baseball park. Um, they, I once went and saw a Rush concert up there. They also have like the best Vietnamese food. Um, nice. It's just, it's yeah, it's it's awesome. So um, yeah, you know, I say I have no problem giving San Jose some love. That's fine. All right, fair enough. I respect you guys' uh, decisions. It's unfortunate that you are wrong, and that is, in fact, a flagrant foul. Oh. <laughs> what other teams are still in? It's hockey. It's, uh, that's it. Well, it's the blue. Oh, yeah, so the Blues are playing the Sharks, and the Penguins are playing the Lightning. Uh, the Lightning. And the, the Penguins are a great uh, – they're not an original six team, but a great franchise with a storied history. Uh, the Blues, eh, I don't like the Blues, but I respect their their history as well. Bobby Hall used to play for the Blues, you know, or Brett Hall. Absolutely. Brett Hall, yeah. Brett Hall played for the Blues. and uh, Great in NHL uh, 94. Great in NHL 94. <laughs> Heck of a slap shot. Bobby Hall was a Blackhawks guy. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I just it, it, at least one of the cities has to be somewhere that's seen a snowflake. I mean, this is like the global warming hockey playoffs where every the ice is melting and everyone's hot and no one cares. So, uh, 
Uh, I'm going to go uh, flagrant foul on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I would. I wouldn't mind the Penguins getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. I have a, a very close friend of mine that's a Penguins fan, and they haven't won the cup in quite some time, right? Since Yager and no, Lemieux were there. So yeah, since that era, <laughs> Yager's still playing, by the way, which is I can't believe that. Oh, yeah, geez. that's crazy. Wow. He's the fact that he's played that sport, and he's a physical guy, and he's got to be in his early forties by now. I think he's forty-one, forty-two. I think it's, I think he's even older than that. He might be. I mean, he's he's a mostly white bearded at this point. Yeah, Do it's you, like watching one of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones play hockey. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Hold the door. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, I just figured I should get that out there. I don't watch it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I respect that. I, there's so much I hype. I, I feel like I'm way too far behind. I'm never going to catch up. So why bother? That's how I feel. Oh, you can catch up. There's only there's not that many. There's only 10 episodes a season, five seasons. That's a lot of episodes, man. It's, it's good, but I, I respect that. I don't, uh, you know, if, you don't, if you're not interested, I, I dig it. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't take the peer pressure. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> yes, sir. It's like a, there's like a commercial where a guy's like a son. I heard you watching Game of Thrones. Like I learned it by watching you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you watch Jeff? No, I actually don't. I fi- I figured oh, wow. that was the answer, but uh, no kidding. Wow, that, that's statistically improbable that only one of the three of us watches Game of Thrones. Hmm. What TV shows do you watch, Jeff? Um. Oh man, you know I'm I'm kind of a sci-fi geek. Okay. Um, nice. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but you know, it's kind of like right now we're watching, uh, we're rewatching the original Star Trek because it's been a while since. And my wife has never actually seen them, so she's it, this was even her idea, which is like crazy. But yeah, so she's she's been watching all those, and I've been watching those with her. Um, I know I've mentioned before. I I'm, I've like really become a huge Bob's Burgers uh, fan, yeah. which isn't sci-fi, but you know, it's got uh, what's his name, John Benjamin, who's just hilarious. I'll listen to him do anything because um, I actually I knew it. it was really confusing because at first when I first started watching Bob's Burgers, I was already watching Archer, mm. and then I kind of oh, right, and then I was kind of binge watching them simultaneously, and it was really there was there was like this huge disconnect in my mind because you've got him playing Archer, and then who's like this totally sleazeball, suave. Well, I guess you can't be. Can you be a sleazeball and swap anyway? Absolutely. Like this, yeah. Right. So he's like this. <laughs> if I'm doing like it right, I am. Completely <laughs> over the top. Right. Yeah. 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 So he's like this totally over the top guy, and and you know, and then over here he's he's this family guy, and in, in Bob's Burgers, and it was really it was really messing with my head because he, I keep hearing things in Archer voice, but he's talking to these little kids, and it's like, whoa, this is, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that's, I, I I like to watch a lot of stuff, I guess. Right. Are you a new Battlestar Galactica fan? Oh, God, hugely, yeah. Great show. Loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. I and and I'm I actually like the ending. And I, I won't, without saying anything, it was very polarizing at the time, but I really like the ending. Hmm. I did and I didn't. Not a okay. big sci-fi guy. Uh, that's fair. Uh, you know what's a fun sci-fi show I've been watching is uh, The 100, which uh Stephen King kept tweeting about, so I started watching it. It's like half Battlestar, half Lost. So it's a totally unsatisfying show that happens in space. <laughs> <laughs> Partly. In space. 
That's all right. Half. I got a couple uh, scenarios to throw at you guys for all ball or flag or foul. Dante Jones of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he got suspended a game for punching the Raptors' Bismack Biombo in the nards. Um, <laughs> and he got fined. So I guess the deal is you get fined a percentage of your your salary. And Dante Jones was signed right before the playoffs started. To some, I didn't even know that contracts this low existed in the NBA. But he's apparently only making like eight something grand for the playoffs. Right. Is, how is that possible? I, uh, this I don't know. It's what I, this is what I read, and I th- I think it was from a good source. But the fine ended up being somewhere around eighty dollars is the fine for punching a guy in the genitals. Uh, but LeBron James stepped up and he said he's going to cover his teammate and pay that fine for him. Should LeBron James be allowed to do that? Is that all ball or flagrant foul? I'll say straight up, all ball. You know what this reminds me of? You can't tell Le- LeBron he can't do that because it reminds me of. You ever go to a restaurant and they have that? You go, you go order, and they have that thing where they say they're gonna they're gonna charge you three dollars extra. There's a fee to split it. You can't, you know. And you're like, no, no, no. It's this is how, this is how capitalism works. I have a certain amount of money, and you have a product, and I buy it, and I own that hamburger now. And if I want to give half of it to my wife, I can do that. Uh, you, you can't tell LeBron he can't give $80 to a guy. Whether or not that $80 is connected to nut punching or LeBron being really sick of having four pictures of Alexander Hamilton in his pants uh, <laughs> doesn't really matter. And so, uh, plus, is LeBron being a nice guy? Yeah, it's 80 bucks. So but I'm ball. also mostly just mad about the restaurant thing. That's been a lifelong <laughs> crusade for me. Uh, my wife has uh, been subjected to us walking into a restaurant, me opening the menu and saying, they have a splitting fee, we're leaving. I can't take this place on principle. No, have you really done <laughs> that? Yeah. I walk out of places if they have a splitting fee. But do you let them know that's why you're leaving? Yep, I always tell them every time. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have I'm, the balls to do it, even I'm though I feel the same way. Objection to that. If, you, if I go out and buy a bike from Toys R Us and I'm going to ride into a mud puddle, they can't Toys R Us can't be like, no, it's four extra dollars to ride in the mud. Or, you know, my, my drug dealer's never told me to... Oh, that's a big, big admission. Uh, but he's never told me to... <laughs> he's never told me, like, dude, you can't, you can't get your neighbors to have a good time with you. It's going to be an extra $5. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure, you know, we can all sit around the bonfire and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I admire it. I totally agree with your policy. I just don't know if I, I would have the balls to do it, to get up and leave it and tell them that's why that you're leaving. But, uh, you know, well, hey. It partly might stem from me being a bad person, but... But, you know, no, I don't think it. so. I, it's just hard. <laughs> it's hardcore conviction, and and you're fighting that fight. Stubborn, stubborn asshole. I think is what my wife would describe it. A little but, bit. You know. But we could always <laughs> I call it principle. We could always say you're giving the voice to the voiceless, which is me. Yeah, I'm like the Jean Valjean of yeah. uh, splitting fees. <laughs> How do you feel about LeBron James covering his teammate, Jeff? All ball or flagrant foul? I'm going all ball. I mean, that's. First of all, like he's, uh, like Brian said, that's a nice, nice gesture. And um, if, if uh, not, especially, uh, it's not exactly like it's going to hurt LeBron to blow the eighty bucks. And I don't, I mean, whose business is that? The thing that the, the larger question that gets me is how come it only costs eighty bucks? You know, we were talking about that last week with uh, with Madison about uh, about the roommate Odor getting five thousand for hitting Batista in the face. Right, right. And so it costs this guy 80 bucks to hit a guy in the junk. I mean that, you know, it, it is, it is what's the disincentive there, you know? So 
I'm okay with LeBron covering it, but I'm I'm kind of not clear on why that only costs eighty dollars. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a percentage of his salary. That's how they determine it. So. Oh, okay, okay. It was a per- Oh, I see. Wow. So I guess I guess then what the strategy is is every NBA team that makes it into the playoffs will want to sign one guy that's really cheap so he can just lay into anybody yeah. on the other team. You need a goon. You get it. You just hire the cheapest guy. He doesn't have to have any skills other than being able to hey. Go out and punch this guy. We'll cover you. Yeah. Huh. That doesn't seem like a good idea. It doesn't. And that's the reason I'm going flagrant foul. Because to me, huh. yeah. this this is just an inch away from LeBron putting out a bounty on somebody. Ah. Saying, yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. Don't worry about it, guys. I got you. Go ahead and punch Bismack Biombo in the junk. I got you. Well, you love alliteration. It's a Bismack Biombo ball bounty. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Triple word score. He should play for the Binghamton Beefcakes. Oh. <laughs> what was the guy's name again? Bismack Biombo. A Bismack Biombo ball bounty for the Bismarck Beefcakes. Whoa. <laughs> Bitchin'. Yeah, so I'm going flag with foul. I don't think LeBron should be able to pay his teammates way for the fine. I mean, if you're going to do it. Keep it quiet. Don't advertise it. That's my. Just pop. don't expect to go to a restaurant to me and split a pasta because we will have words. Man, <laughs> I feel like I, I'm learning a lot about you in this podcast here, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> All right, I got one more to throw at you guys, and then uh, we'll get to uh, uh, perhaps a new segment that Brian's oh. cooking up. Um, all right, so this is not one particular uh, incident that's happened, but it's a lot of former players speaking up in the NBA and voicing their opinion on the current state of the NBA. Uh, Tracy McGrady, after Steph Curry was named the unanimous MVP of the league, he said it's indicative of the, of the league being watered down That's because this is the first time that anyone's been unanimously named the MVP. Charles Barkley said this is the worst that the league has ever been and that he would only buy season tickets for like four or five teams in the league. None of the rest are worth investing in time or money. Uh, And Scottie Pippen, he's out there all the time talking about how the 96 Bulls would beat the current Warriors team and that the Bulls are the best and no one else is ever going to be that good. So my question is, when you have these players that are recently removed from the game, and they're talking about the current state of the game, and they say it's worse than when they were playing. Should we believe them? All ball or flag or foul? Do we believe them, Brian? Ah, boy, it's a tough one. Uh, I don't. The Steph Curry thing is a, is a, is a is a bogus argument because well, what if he is just obviously the the MVP? I mean, there was a time where Jordan was pretty obviously the MVP. Just because the people aren't voting against him out of some sort of hot take spite doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it. Uh, of course, Scottie Pippen thinks the Bulls are better. Everybody thinks their team's better. But the Barkley one's the only one that carries that much weight with me. How, how much has the NBA expanded in the last 10 years or 15 years? Have they, they haven't significantly expanded, have they? No. I'm trying to remember. I think I guess the, the Raptors might have been the last expansion team. Right. So statistically, there's no reason to think it should be any more watered down than it used to be. That seems pretty improbable. So I'd say it's probably – but you know, you do have those things where like in tennis – 
there'll be a little streak where there's one really good player and there's no one that challenges them at the top. And it, it does get a little more boring. Like you, you, you want to have the, the, the Federer, um, what's his name? Heat, uh, guys, what's the Federer and, uh, uh Nadal. Nadal. Yeah. Or you yeah. have Sampras Agassi, you know, you, you want to have a couple of people or three or four, um, so that to get that, it's more fun that way. But sometimes there is a one clear guy or one clear team, but I won't last long. So I, I think I, I would say I say flagrant foul. They're probably being crotchety. It's the same uh, mindset that gets people complaining about millennials. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, flagrant foul here uh, for pretty much the same reasons. Um, it just seems like. I mean, I <clears throat> I will say I think Charles Barkley. If he got if he suited up for the Sixers right now, they might have won eleven games. This year. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that would have been cool, and I and I would have paid to watch that. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it just seems like guys remembering things. I, I mean, I'm an old guy, and I do that and catch myself before I get too wrapped up in the whole. Ah, everything was better. Yeah, it wasn't better back in the day. It was just different. Things are always changing. So yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of substance to what they're saying about that. No, I don't. Flag or foul. I, yeah, I'm going flag or foul as well for the same reasons. I think this is just a bunch of guys that are trying to protect their legacy, and they're very concerned with that. And it's the generation after them is always worse than the generation that came. And I think you leave it to the fans. To be honest with you, I don't have any stake in the game. I've been a fan of the NBA since I can remember, and this is the greatest time right now, in my opinion. I, th- I think there's so many great all-star players across the entire league, except for the 76ers. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so exciting right now. I mean, as we record this, the greatest team in the regular season may lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who beat the second-best team in the regular season already, it's it's pretty exciting. Toronto may end up beating the Cavaliers. We may have a, a Tampa Bay San Jose situation with the Raptors in OKC in the NBA. Yeah, hmm. which nobody predicted. Toronto has the NBA championship, and Tampa Bay has the Stanley Cup. <laughs> what a yuck! <laughs> world we live in. <laughs> this is Trump's America. <laughs> this is it's, uh, up is down, left is right. I know a uh, guy that does a killer Trump impression, and I'm thinking about it right now. If a Canadian team won the NBA championship, what what Donald Trump would say in his this voice? This wouldn't have happened if I was in charge. <laughs> exactly. Of the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't man. tell you how, but I can guarantee you this would not have happened. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I got for this one. You want to introduce the yeah. segment, Brian? Try this out. We'll see. This is a total train wreck or not. But I, I, so this is a this is a variation on the. It, it, I was inspired by your uh, your um, uh, would you rather sleepover style trivia game. So I thought here's one. It's based on the classic. Uh, we'll call it Mary F. Kill for polite society. But in this one, this would be Coach. Uh, what, what, <laughs> I didn't write down the name. <laughs> oh, co- yeah, Coach Play Kill. Yeah, you're, you're gonna one guy. You're gonna have to coach. He's gonna be on your team, and you're in charge of him. The other, uh, the second guy, he's on your team. You play with him, and then the third guy, you can just get rid of. Okay. So, coach, play, kill. The first one, like, they're both football themed, uh, but uh, you, you just go across Uh-oh. any. Uh, <laughs> they're all pretty prominent names. Don't worry. So, like, coach, play, kill. We have Johnny Manziel, oh. Josh Gordon, <laughs> and Ricky Williams. Oh. There's a theme. Do oh. <laughs> you mind if I take this one, so Jeff? Please do. All right. Let me write this down. 
You got uh, Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon, and Ricky Williams. Yep, and Ricky Williams. The weed theme. Got yes. Uh, Johnny Menzel, Josh Gordon, Ricky Williams. I got to give it some thought, so I'm writing it down. I'm killing Johnny Menzel, no doubt about it. So <laughs> let's just, let's just get that off the bat. <laughs> I kind of assumed that. Yeah, I'm killing him. I'm playing with Josh Gordon, and I'm coaching Ricky Williams. The reason why I'm playing with Josh Gordon is because I could just throw it up in the air, and he'll go get it. He's amazingly talented, great physical gifts. He's an awesome wide receiver. I don't care if he smokes weed. He seems to be okay when he's on the field. I'm playing with him. He's He's, great. He seems like a good teammate. So does Ricky Williams. But I feel like Ricky Williams is a a, a very well-thought-out man. He's gone through a period in his life where he really had to go through a lot of stuff, figure out who the hell he is. So I think he's more willing to take direction and be reasonable. I'm killing Johnny Manziel. I'm playing with Josh Gordon. I'm coaching Ricky Williams. All right, I like that. I like that. So, to Jeff, just to, I know you're not as big a football guy, so you know Johnny Manziel, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Josh Gordon, he's the Cleveland wide receiver who's only played three or four games in two seasons because he he basically uh, just failed drug test. while he's on the field. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then okay, uh, yeah, cool. Ricky, Ricky Williams was a great player who uh, also he Ricky Williams quit because he didn't want to not smoke weed. I mean, it was more yeah, complicated yeah. than that. Yeah, great yeah, no, I, about him. Yeah, I know of him. I think he's from around here, so yeah, I, I know of him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so, you're right. So I would uh, I would kill Manziel for obvious reasons. Unanimous um, choice, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, that's pretty much a no brainer. This there. game is watered I, I would, down. <laughs> I would uh, I would play with Williams just because I think that would be kind of um, he he would be interesting um, for, really for many of the same reasons that Aaron mentions that he would like to coach him I would just find it I would I would more like to learn from him rather than teach mm. um, not like necessarily that. but but just like his the lessons he's learned and so forth and then I, I guess by default I would uh, coach Watson and uh, hopefully be able to impart some well first find some wisdom and then impart that. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm going with and i'm with you jeff i think it's a, it's a close call but i'd rather hang out with ricky he's a yeah. little erratic ricky i'd rather be his buddy and not have to worry about him quite so much and coach josh gordon i feel like those are guys are supposed to be fun to hang out with but i would really like to hang out with ricky williams yeah you can't hang out if you're supposed to be his coach you got to pretend to have that separation ah, exactly. that's a good point i want to hang out i want to sit on ricky ricky williams's couch yeah introduce him to my friend totally. who doesn't care if the neighbors hang out <laughs> I think I messed up. It's too late. Are right, you got one? You got a Mary? Are you got a, a play coach kill, Aaron? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, All right. So play coach kill. You got John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. And Mark Cuban. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's start with Jeff. Oh. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with Barkley because that will, again just be fun. It would be weird, but it would be fun. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know, and together we can make the Sixers great again. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just beat that to death. And uh, man, uh, I, I, struggling. Oh man, this is this is tough. Um, 
I'm going to coach Cuban. I don't know what the hell I'm going to tell him, though. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's, the things that you make you successful, keep doing those. I guess that would be, yeah. So um, Sometimes I mean, that's the best I, coaching is just getting yeah, yeah, out of the way I'll, and saying, do what you do. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll have a very hands-off approach. Yeah. Hey, just let me you know. If you need anything, let me know. I'm here for you. Yeah. And then by default, I will uh, go ahead and kill Gruden. All right. What about you, bro? Yeah, I'm definitely going to play with Barkley. Mark Cuban's pretty damn annoying. <laughs> so I'm sort of tempted to kill him. Yeah, I think I'm going to kill Mark Cuban. Okay. <laughs> That's, someone should get that drop. <laughs> uh, just because he's annoying, although you make a fine point. I, You know, the, I, uh, coaching Gruden, Gruden, I like John Gruden. The only thing with John Gruden, he might wind up accidentally hanging out with Jay Gruden, and that would be <laughs> So it's really, do you worry that you're gonna, definitely going to have to hang out with Mark Cuban or maybe see Jay Gruden? So I'm, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'll coach Gruden, which seems a bit redundant, but uh, yeah, it's a coin toss on that one. That was tricky. So you're coaching Gruden, playing with Barkley, killing Cuban. Yeah. Got it. I, you guys made me rethink Cuban, but I'm, I'm just going to go with my original thinking, which uh, I'm going to play with Cuban because mm. I think he's scrappy. He's a scrappy player, even though he's undersized and small. He's a winner. Uh, that's the kind of guy I want to play with. He's going to fight. Charles Barkley? Uh, I like Charles. I really do. I'm not sure I want to be his coach, though. Mm. <laughs> True. Mm, but I don't want to yeah. kill him either. I guess I'm playing with Charles Barkley. I'm coaching Cuban and killing Gruden. I'm, I'm going the Jeff route here. Hands well, off by approach. Default. He's all right, right? Yeah. 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 I don't feel strongly about it, but that's what I'm doing. All right. I think I might have the mic drop one. Do you, do you have one, Jeff, by the way? I do not. Okay. Well, I think I might have the mic dropper right all here. All right. Hold on. If you If you think you got the yeah. best one, let me get my last yeah. one out. Do your other one, yeah, because this one might be the... We'll save yours for the closing. The one that got me thinking about it. Okay, here's mine, and this is a, a themed one as well. Jeff, I think you will know all the, these football players as well. All right. Uh, Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. Josh Norman. Ah, there is a theme there for sure. Loudmouth cornerbacks. Big personalities. Brian. Hmm. Well... I love Dion. Dion's pretty great. I like Richard Sherman a lot too, though. You know, boy, you gotta you keep you gotta keep Dion around one way or the other. You gotta play with him or coach him. He's good in two sports. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like you're going to one game, you stop over another, he plays that one, and you go to the other. It seems he's incredible. So I, I guess I, I would coach Dion because of his incredible raw athletic ability. I would play with Richard Sherman, who I dig, and um, I, I don't have anything against Josh Norman, but uh, he's a bit pouty. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Josh Norman, you uh, you got nixed. Chopping block. Sorry, buddy. Only by default. What about you, Jeff? Well, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I would play with Sherman. Um, think he's pretty interesting. That that would definitely be fun. Uh, I'm actually. I'm gonna kill Sanders. Um, wow. He, I I respect his game a lot, but he kind of drove me crazy back in the day. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, his older Dion is, old. is much better than newer Dion. Yeah, I suppose that's or, or rather true. Aged Dion. He's a, he's aged into his like cocky wisdom is cool now. Well, now he's he earned kind it. Of obnoxious yeah. before. Yeah, it's 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 weird because there's been a few crossover football baseball players, and you know, um, he he just both in terms of baseball talent and also just personality, he pales in comparison to the other two guys that immediately come to mind, which are Bo Jackson and Brian Jordan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Michael Jordan. Well, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, so uh, yeah, so I'd have to kill, I'd have to kill Dion, unfortunately, and then uh, uh, Norman, I don't know enough about, so I'll, I'll just assume that my uh, again immense wisdom that we've already established will be enough to <laughs> see him through whatever he needs to get through. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not too far off from you guys. I'm killing Josh Norman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with Dion and I'm coaching Richard Sherman. I just feel like Dion is so good. He could he, he's I think he's better than Richard Sherman at the position. I agree. Overall and just a better athlete, so I think he could make up for whatever mistakes I make on the field. And uh Richard Sherman is a very thoughtful, intelligent dude who uh, I would just like to have a conversation with and for him to see me as at least a peer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm doing I'm coaching Sherman Playing with Sanders Killing Josh Norman Alright here we go The last one The mic dropper I think Big build up Play coach kill Aaron Hernandez Ray Carew And OJ Simpson Alright <laughs> this see there are other factors. This one this one involves athletic and other factors. <laughs> Perhaps more important other factors than what, athletic what, factors. What are those factors actually? Well, okay, so uh uh in addition to their fine athletic abilities, OJ Simpson may or may not have uh killed Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, uh, Ron Goldman back in the day. They made an old TV show about it recently. Uh Aaron Hernandez killed his future brother-in-law because his future brother-in-law was going to tell somebody that he killed another person. <laughs> That's his story. And then uh, Ray Carew hired a hitman to assassinate his pregnant girlfriend. Mm. Mm. All um, three very, also very good at their positions. It's <laughs> true. So the on-field is going to be strong with all of them. But all there right. are some what they, they call character issues. You could say that. I'm going to... Uh, all right. <laughs> it's tricky. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. You have to make some really hard decisions with this one. I think I know who I'm killing, but I just don't know who I'm playing with and who I'm coaching. Um, I all right. I think Aaron Hernandez is uncoachable. The only person that could do it was Bill Belichick, and even that sure. didn't work out. So I guess I got to play with Aaron Hernandez. I got to coach O.J. Simpson because he was at least smart enough and had enough charisma to be in the Naked Gun movies and be a a, a pretty decent actor. And uh, so I'm, I'm coaching him, and I'm killing Ray Carruth because if for no other reason, at least these other two gentlemen had the decency to carry out <laughs> the act themselves and not hire someone to kill a woman. 
That is yeah. the most despicable of all the character issues that we have here. So Ray it's a Carew, close race for despicability, but yeah. I do believe old Ray Carew might take the cake. Yeah, so I'm killing him. It's tough though. <laughs> yeah, you kind of wish this one was kill, kill, kill. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? How does your moral compass point? Oh, it is kill, kill, kill. I'm going uh, <laughs> Metallica. Kill them all. <laughs> I'm I'm not even choosing between the, any of those guys. Kill them all. I'm breaking <laughs> the rules. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'm 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 definitely. I think I think Aaron nailed it. I got to say, I think you got to. Well, uh, Ray Carew, obviously. You, you got to get that guy off the planet. And then, uh, yeah, see, Aaron Hernandez is too terrifying to coach. Yeah, he is. He's so – because, like, OJ – I don't feel like OJ is not going to just kill a random person. Right. They kill somebody that – you know, I mean, it's bad if you know him, but he's probably not going to attack you at a random, you know, whereas Aaron Hernandez is a, is a cannon. Absolutely. I want to keep that guy – I want to keep that guy uh, – Just I'm going gonna, I'm to play with him, and I'm going to never set anywhere near him on the team bus. And OJ, uh, I've heard an interesting theory last night that I'd never heard. That um, have you guys heard this theory that OJ, OJ's son, had a lot of rage issues, worked at the restaurant, and yeah. there's this whole conspiracy theory that OJ was covering. I never heard that before. I have heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> that he was actually covered. He took the 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 hit for his son. I've yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Do you, you put any uh, any stock in that at all? I I didn't follow that part of it enough. I I don't know. It seems like it seemed a little. <laughs> Little conspiracy tinfoil hatty to me, yeah. but it was intriguing. I'm always intrigued by those theories, even though I never wind up believing them. Sure, yeah, I, I buy into a lot of theories if they if they make sense and you can connect the dots. Then I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Well, we can all we can all agree, Ray Crew. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting killed for sure. He's getting killed, and Jeff is just you know. It's a uh, it's a holocaust on uh, ex NFL players. You have the executioner young over there. <laughs> Absolutely, no prisoners here. Wielding the sword of justice, I like it. This uh, play coach kill was you might as well have just set a menu in front of him and said you're going to charge him extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leading the charge on that. Uh, first, we got to get Acme saved, and then my next petition is uh, no more splitting fees at restaurants. Yeah, let's let's mention that real quick. Uh, Brian, you were on uh, the SiriusXM show that I co-host, and we were talking about the, your home club. It might be in danger. Tell us what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Acme Comedy Company, which is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest comedy club uh, in the Midwest, or is the most best one I've ever been to. Um, and there's, there's, there's some really great ones. But it's my favorite place in the entire world, and uh, it's been in Minneapolis for 25 years. It's very, very successful in a neighborhood that used to be really crappy, and Acme's presence there helped bring that neighborhood back back to being cool again and now the twin stadium is down there and it's full of traffic and it's already hard to park and the parking lot across the street somebody wants to develop it into a, yet another set of condos which would put acme and other businesses that have been using that parking lot for you know a quarter century or so uh, out of business probably make them relocate or close and so there's a petition to just find a compromise solution it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that they can't build or develop there it's just you know you have to respect the zoning and the density and uh, think about these businesses that have been there for a long time. So there's a petition online. Uh, you can find it at my Facebook or my Twitter, uh, Real Brian Miller or Brian Miller uh, on Facebook with a Y. And uh, sign that petition. We're trying to get 5,000 signatures from people all over the country, Minneapolis or otherwise, to show them that it's, uh, it's an important issue to people here and abroad. Yeah, and we'll link to the petition on the, the show yeah. notes as well. So if anyone's interested in 
wants to, I mean, it takes no time at all. Just go ahead and sign the petition. It, it means so much to everybody in the, in the comedy community that's either worked there. I haven't heard a bad word said about it. So if you want to, yeah. if you want to do even a, a little bit to just say, Hey, rethink this thing, go ahead and sign the petition and let them know that you're not happy yeah. about them taking the parking lot. And so. the petition's not just like, uh, oh, let's make ourselves feel better. I mean, you know, this is a zoning issue that comes down to a handful of council people and city planning people um, who, who do take community input and input into consideration. So, you know, this isn't like, uh, let's, let's get a change.org position to stop war, you know? <laughs> like, you know, your contribution could really make an actual difference in the issue. I made a change.org petition a couple times. Uh-huh. Here are the... Uh, two different things that did not take off, but I think they should. One was to make daylight savings time a national holiday (laughs) and to make Andrew WK the official ambassador of the party that would go on throughout the nation. That one didn't take off the way that I thought it was. Uh, I like the second part. Well, he, he retweeted my idea, so I thought, huh, maybe he'll go for it and get behind it, but he did not. <laughs> and the other one was to make Election Day a national holiday. You That's, just want to stop working. You're just trying not to work. Don't we work hard <laughs> enough? I don't think I do. No? <laughs> All right. Maybe I'm in the minority. We can set aside a day to do uh, what's presumably the most important thing as a citizen, to vote for president. Yeah, it takes like five minutes, though. <laughs> Come on, Brian. <laughs> Think about schlubs like me. They got to commute. True. Yeah. Ten, ten minutes. Don't worry about finding those petitions. They don't exist. But if you want to ha- help uh, Acme Comedy Co., definitely uh, check out the show notes or Brian's Facebook and, and Twitter. It's all over there. And it's at Real Brian Miller, right? Twitter? Yes. Real Brian Miller with a Y. And where can people find your stuff, Jeff? I think Jeff is lost to the internet ether. That's what I, think I we thought lost, so. Think we okay. Well, we lost Jeff, so Brian and I are going to... He was like, you know what? I don't care about Acme Comedy Co. <laughs> I'm out. The executioners were all death. He was so offended by that that last play coach kill. He was like, you know what? He's done. So this might be Jeff's last podcast, but uh, if you want to check him out, he writes at crookedscoreboard.com, and he's at underscore Jeff Young, and that's uh, Jeff with a G. So a fun episode, Brian. Thanks so much. Yes, man. yes. And uh, yeah, and speaking for Jeff, I think Jeff had a great time too. I think he did too. So <laughs> all's well that ends well. Keep uh, sending us ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. See you next week. Yeah. I'm gonna kill Mark Cuban.
every time I hit the spot, baby girl, taking care of me. Taking care of me. How do you think I feel? Ooh, she made us drinks to drink. We drunk and got drunk and now I.